It's time for Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, outdoor writer Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Hunter's Blend Coffee, defending hunting one cup at a time. Now, let's get into this week's show. Welcome back to Off-Grid with Ralph and Vicky. I'm your host, Pete Rogers, and today, in today's podcast, we want to talk about gear. Uh, bow hunters particularly love their toys. Oh my gosh! They love their toys. Gadgets, they love their gadgets, gear, gadgets, gadgets everywhere. We got closets, garages, basements, man caves. Man caves are, are full, full, full of full. gear. Yeah, you full. guys spend a lot of money on gear. I don't. Oh, you do too. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the women hunters do too. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't be taking us out of there. Uh, Just we have different stuff. Guys and gals, hunters in general, like to spend a lot of money on gear. But, uh, so we could talk about this in a lot of different directions. But I think in order to get started is let's let's look at a a new hunter. Say somebody who's 35 years old, just wants to get into the hunting, and they don't even know where to start. (laughs) So um, um, how would you direct them to say, all right, go to your local archery shop and do what? Yeah, well, firstly, I think you have to decide, as you said, like a new hunter, is it just archery or is it hunting in general? You know, where, yeah, we always talk about bow hunting, but we do gun hunt. Yeah. So, I mean, as a general hunter, I guess there's really a lot of things that you have to consider and what you think, which way you want to go with it. Yeah. So why don't we start with a, a new hunter who maybe has never hunted anything. Right. So, you know, I was just jumping all the way to bow hunting for whitetails, but let's just say someone who's never hunted anything, where would they start if they wanted to go? A mentor. First and foremost, someone in their family, mm-hmm. friends or, or friend, family, neighbor, hunts. Right. Or has hunted. You know, hopefully you get someone that's active in hunting. You, you right. know what I mean? Today. Yeah. And, and, you know, hang with them. Ask them questions. Um, now, you got to understand, just like us, everybody has opinions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, everyone has one. And, and a different way of doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and right again, you know, we've all, we're no experts. Yeah. It's just, you know, we, we do it more than most, and we make more mistakes than most because you're doing it, you know, on a daily all basis. Yeah. And, and, and anyone who says this is the only way... Walk away. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Because there are multiple ways of doing anything in your life. Right. This is not and being di- successful. In- oh, yeah. Right. Yep. So, so I, I guess that's how I would start it and say, you know, hey, go, go to a mentor. You know, go to somebody that you know does it. Something that just came to mind as you were talking about that was we need to think about the legalities of it, too. Most states now require a new hunter to go through a hunter's ed class. Depending on the age. Yes, yeah, sir. Depending yeah. on your age. And in South Carolina, if you're born before 1979, you don't need to. But I've gone with my kids through theirs. And it was, it was you think you know a lot. Right. Until you go to the class, and it's very humbling. Yeah, we so, went through RJ's also with yeah, him. Mm-hmm. So I would highly mm-hmm. recommend going to a hunter education class. And uh, if you're not familiar with firearms, maybe even an, an, uh, an NRA certified instruction about how to use firearms safely. Well, and also be a good way. And go to check out your retailers because the retailers, whether it's a gun shop, whether it's a big retailer, they have courses, they have classes, they have all of this stuff that is very accessible. And you know, a lot of it, I mean, 
a lot of it's sometimes it's free yeah. just because they want to get people in their stores. That's right. So they do these things. So, so don't be afraid or ashamed right. to turn around yeah. and contact your local, sh- you know, retailers and say, hey, are you guys, you know, are you having a, a hunter safety course here in the near future? Oh, our, our local Cabela's does that. They yeah. have a, they, yeah. they actually have a, a, a meeting room or they a, have a, a conference room. Events, yeah. Yeah. And on there, there's a whiteboard out front that has. Cabela's, Bass Pro, they all, you know, they yeah, all do that. That has all yeah. that stuff on there where they have have the, the the gun training, the hunters ed classes are all being held held there, which is a good a good thing that there's a location yeah. where well, you can go and, do that. And Pete, you know, like your first original question, that there is probably the best way to start, and that is go to it. You know, yeah. contact them and, and, and go to it. Maybe you know, just going to someone that knows hunting in your family, mm-hmm. they have it their way. Uh, but, right. but contacting that retailer and saying, hey, you know, don't be afraid. And, you know, I, I can speak on facts is when we had the shop, <clears throat> you'd have people c- come in and you immediately could read. They were uncomfortable. This was something new to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'd look around. Can I help you? No, I'm just looking. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you, you sort of, you, you sort of, so you, you, you made them feel comfortable and said, Hey, you know, you know, what are you looking for? What, what's, what's your goals? Yeah. Don't be ashamed to say, well, I, I don't have a big budget. Yeah. Because yeah, that drives whatever. a lot of it. It yeah. does drive a lot of it. And, yeah. and there's good equipment in all ranges. Oh, there my are. gosh. There there is. You don't have to go top, top end on everything to become exactly the best right. hunter in the whole wide world. It that's doesn't exactly. work that No, that's why Hoyt and everybody, they make they make your, your beginner packages. And a bow package, honestly, the way to go. It's the way Every, to go. All your choices are made. Now, granted, starting out. You know, like that, because you're going to have those guys. Well, no, that's not a good rest. This is you need this site. You need that. No, T- because you're going to sit there and be in. Oh, my gosh. You're going to oh, be yeah. confused. Overwhelmed. You're, you're a minnow in, in a big lake. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? You've yeah, got oh, all yeah. of this just swimming by you. No. And you have no idea. No. Oh, yeah. You get the archery supply catalog that comes from Cabela's, and you're looking through and it's like, good, there's three pages of rests. Yeah. You know, which one do I pick? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Do I need a drop away? What, what is a yeah. drop away? And, yeah. they're from, and they're from $15 to right. $300. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the package deal is really the way to go. It is. A lot of the packages, you know, may, may or may not include arrows. Right. You know, specifically spined for the, your setup. Right. So, so here you go. You take a lot of those choices, make it simple. And I'm saying, eventually, you're going to change the rest, or you're going to change this. You're going to change because you are going to learn what you like better. Right. As yeah. an individual. That's right. So so it's going to help you. That's the same thing with firearms for a new guy in the farms. Right. Firearms. That's my southern yeah, accent. That's South that southern forearms. Yeah. Got some forearms. Uh, is if they've never hunted anything and they and they don't own a, a gun, they which one them. do they buy? Do they right. buy a twelve gauge shotgun, a twenty gauge shotgun, a twenty two rifle, or a center fire rifle? You know. So where do you start? And I think a, a lot of people would say if you don't have anything, start with a shotgun because you can hunt everything with it. You know, right. you know, you can hunt everything with it. And you know, uh, companies make high end. To and and when I when we say low end, doesn't mean that you don't mean it's cheap, but no. it's, it's less expensive. Yes, it's more affordable. That's right. And you know, it might not have some of the bells and whistles, but just starting out, do you need those bells and whistles? So you, as an individual, have to ask yourself. You know, first off, 
What can I afford to do? That's right. Set that budget on like anything in your life. And, and, and decide what it is you really think you want to go hunt for. Do you right. want to just go upland birds? Do you want to go pheasant hunting? Or do you want to go squirrel hunting, like we talked in a different podcast? Yeah. Do you want to go out and do some big game? Do you want to go whitetail hunting? All of a sudden, if you want to become a hunter and you want to go sh- go go elk hunting, I mean, that's a big step for a beginner. But yeah. You have to decide what you want to do, and then you have to also look at your budget and figure out where it's all going to come into. Because right. the other thing is it's not just the equipment that you have to worry about your budget, is where you're going to hunt and how are you going to do it. So, again, if you're looking at going walking through some cornfields looking for pheasants, Compared to going out west on a guided elk hunt, and there's a big cost difference in that. Yeah. yeah, but I would say on that too, though, is if you're a first-time hunter, you don't want to go on a guided elk hunt because it's so... No. It, it's just step, wanna, but, hunting well, is step. step. Well, yeah, well, absolutely, but we've heard of people doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were in the Yukon, and a guy was up there on his first guided hunt, and he was moose hunting in the Yukon. Well, that's different. Well, it is different, <laughs> that's but that's different. what I'm saying is, yeah. I mean, that, that's a huge step, and we were like, whoa, all right. You know, we actually he, helped he, the poor guy. He had he had six arrows in his quiver. I think two or three of them matched. Different broadheads. All, all different broadheads. He was shooting them into the ground and into a foam Practicing. target, and those were the ones he was going to hunt with. That's what somebody just didn't know. We, well, no, well, and that's he, it. He, he, he had, yeah, he, he, he was very successful in his business life. Didn't you know? Dollar didn't mean much. You, you, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or and, and so he, you know he wanted to go. And I mean, it was crazy. He told the specific. He watched our show and he he got captivated with the moose so close and so big and and he that's wanted what, to do it and that's where that's why he was there. So so we're like, well, wait, let's help you. <laughs> so, so we helped him. We got him more tuned we in. Gave I some gave of him our arrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but you know you know I, I mean I, I guess you're, Vicky's spot on. Both we're all spot on. Is is understand what you can afford, right? You, you, you know what I mean, and what your expectations or what and your goals, goals are. Set realistic goals to begin with, and yeah. just move up, move up. Because I know uh, I made a mistake of starting my my children on shooting doves, which is. For the Pete, nearly impossible. Okay, I have never hurt the dove population to any significant degree. Um, I can shoot quail pretty well, but I cannot hit doves. So we need to go to Argentina to get some practice on that. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Come back with a big old purple <laughs> yeah. shoulder. Yeah. So starting, uh, you know, starting a new hunter on on uh, um, on birds sometimes is not a good thing because they're so difficult to hit. Pheasant right. is different from a from a dove yep. or a, or a duck or a goose may be different. Um, so get realistic expectations. What do you want to accomplish? Right. You know. And again, like we were talking about earlier with with the bow packages. Right. Stick with a bow package or go if you're going to go for firearms. Stick with a you know a beginner bolt action rifle. Yeah, or a shotgun, like or a shotgun, yeah. or, or a something, pump action shotgun, or something. Of that. Something yeah. that that is yeah. is a still an investment. But it's a, it's a minimal investment compared right. to getting caught up in today's marketing hype that you need the you need the number one, the most you know advanced, the most is, yeah. and next thing you know you've got you know two three thousand dollars invested in it. Yeah, that'll come in time. A three hundred dollars shotgun will make something just as dead as a twelve hundred dollars shotgun will. Absolutely, just the same with the bow. Yeah, you know you know what I mean. That will come in time. Yeah, take take a deep breath back. You, you know what I mean. A step back and say, okay. Mm-hmm. Realistically, let me get in this with a minimal investment. Right. Let me sh- let me grow my interest. 
Right. Let me, you know what I mean? You know, let's go back to your mentor prog- uh, comment, Ralph. If you're going along with them, in Sacramento, we have a make one, take They're one They're going to do whatever they can to help take them. them and mentor. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And also, don't yeah. be in, don't be afraid to ask questions. Right. You, you, you know what I mean? And, and you know, don't, don't be afraid that you're going to, you know, hurt that mentor's feelings if you ask somebody else a question. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Just say, listen, I, I want to learn. But I, I just don't want to learn one way. I know there's multiple ways to do right, this stuff. Right. So, so that what I can do is, you know, I want, I want to go. And that's why we suggest you go to your local pro shop, your local gun shop, your retailer that has a qualified personnel in back of that counter mm-hmm. that can help you. And don't, don't be afraid to turn around and ask them, email them, call them, however you want to communicate, and find out when they have these free courses. Right. Or even if it costs you 10 bucks or whatever. Right. Go to it. Yeah. Well, it takes some, time. Some, of those, some of those courses, some of the hunter safety courses, I mean, you're looking at eight to 10 hours. Yeah, that's what they are. I, I, Illinois, I think, is like 10 hours, eight or 10 hours. hours, for, hours but yeah. also, too, you, and you but don't, you, you can go online. Right, and, and some of the states now you some can go ahead and do it online, right. but you may still have to go into a shooting day. Right. A yeah. shooting day of it. One of the things we didn't hit on, though, for beginning hunters is crossbows. Poof. You know, and again, they come from low end to high end. Oh, yeah. But again, if I mean, some people are intimidated by a gun. Yep. By a firearm. By low end, you mean by, less expensive. By low end, yes. <clears throat> yes. Not, yes, yes. And, and inexpensive to an expensive crossbow, yeah. Yeah. Um, where some people, or maybe it's where you live, where you cannot purchase firearms. I mean, there's some states up there on the East Coast that... Make it difficult. To make it very difficult, where you can and go And the ahead. West Coast. Well, yes, exactly. You know, and I mean, you here just... in the Midwest, we're good. But, yeah. you know, but when you're looking at crossbows, if you don't think maybe you can't draw the poundage back, or, or you know, you, you're not confident with it, but you can go ahead and get a crossbow, an inexpensive crossbow. That's a good compromise. With, with Yes, exactly. You just made me think of something else, too. Pellet rifle. You can turn around right. if you've never shot. Mm-hmm. Very minimal, you know, as far as investment goes. Right. You can shoot it pretty much. And you could shoot it in your basement, you yeah. know, with the right target. You can shoot it in your yard and almost anywhere because it's not considered a firearm. Right. You, you, you know what I mean? And just just for that, though, um, our friends out in New Jersey, they can't have them. A pellet rifle. Yeah. So see, yeah, yeah okay. So, so yeah. there's. So learn what your laws are. You, yeah, are. learn that's what it. your laws are again. But yeah, that's one of those so things. But, so, yeah. You know, I just uh, was working on a story for the Gamo Swarm Magnum. Mm-hmm. Um, and 1,300 feet a second through a brake barrel air rifle. I mean, that's, that's unheard of. Right. So, I mean, it's important to point out that a. Uh, like a Gamo Swarm or Gamo Swarm Magnum, those are not your kid's BB gun. No, no it's no. not a Red that, Rider. That is, an adult, <laughs> that is an adult air rifle that is yes. made for someone. That we to use be. for killing squirrels yes. all the time. They, yes. will, the, they are, are very effective for small game hunting. Right. Very effective. So right. don't so think we, you can buy that and give it to your 10-year-old no. for a Christmas present. Yeah. That's not the appropriate one. But one thing Gamo does do is, like you said, Gamo Daisy from the Red Rider all the way up to your 45 caliber. There's a whole yeah. range of air rifles yeah. that's available there. So air rifles and crossbows are great compromises yeah. for people Absolutely. who may be uh, afraid of the recoil of a shotgun or a rifle but still want to go hunt. We'll be right back with more Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. This segment of the Off-Grid Podcast is brought to you by Beeman Arrows. Beeman is considered one of the world's innovators of carbon arrow technology. 
Beeman continues at the forefront of the industry by developing new methods and processes for ever improving their products. Beeman arrows are used by pros and sportsmen alike for their perfect balance of speed, durability, consistency, strength, and value. Beeman Carbon Arrows, made in the USA and purely American. Welcome back to Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Now, let's get back into this week's show. And they're not physically capable of pulling back a... And don't have access to a shooting range. And don't have access. Right. So now you, you, you can be adaptable in whatever yeah. conditions you have. Right. You, you know what I mean? There's something... And really, grab, grabbing, grabbing a BB gun, a pellet rifle, a crossbow, and learning how to squeeze the trigger instead of punching it mm-hmm. is go- will give you multiple years of enjoyment. Yeah. Just like in archery. Yeah. Once you once you make that commitment, please go to somebody that has knowledge and let them teach you the right. I didn't. Right. I'm telling you right I now, be grown, right. there was nothing. I didn't either. You, you know what I mean? And at, at 13, I started going to an archery pro shop. You know what I mean? And 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 but but they never really. I'm going to be honest. You know, I was just a young kid. They took me on the range. But didn't go through a lot of technique back then. It was early. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Now, a long time ago. Yep. No, but but I mean, Stone now, now, yeah. now they, they take the time. They say, hey, listen, <laughs> don't punch that really. You know, back then there were no releases. Yeah, it was all fingers. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it was fingers. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. But but now you you know you go go to somebody, let them teach you the right things. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I read a book and I think it was the Zen of Archery. Little little paperback. It was crazy. Do you remember who wrote it? No, I don't. Okay. And I, I mean, it's. I'm it, impressed it, you read a book. Yeah, I. I it was really. <laughs> but they didn't have to color in. Oh, right. My yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Did it have pictures? It had pictures, but it no, had the numbers, so why. you used the right crayon. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but what it was, I read how how years they trained without shooting an arrow, but drawing back the bow. Just drawing it correct. Never releasing an arrow. Oh goodness. What muscle memory. And that's where this all goes back to is to learn the right form Mm -hmm. will give you years and years of enjoyment. It will. It will. And and that's with everything. Because I went, I guess, uh, two years ago to the NRA instructor school and became an NRA instructor for rifle, pistol, and shotgun. And again, you think you know, I've been shooting a gun for 40 years. You, I thought I knew how to do this, and but I decided to pay attention in class for oh, once. Yeah. And I realized I have a lot to learn. We all do. A lot to Pete, learn. We all do. And it was yep. just so eye-opening on things like, you know, how to mount the gun correctly, where your cheek needs, I'm thinking shotguns here, you know, is what most people do, and I know you can't see this on a podcast, is they'll bring the gun up and then throw their head down on the cheek piece. They're not bringing the gun instead to Instead of bringing the gun up to their cheek. And it's and no wonder I can't hit anything flying, you know. So so you're supposed to bring it up to your cheek instead of up, and then lay your head down on on it. I and think it, I shoot shotgun wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean there were so many different things that I was doing incorrectly, and uh, man, my my accuracy went up and the enjoyment went up. Can you hit a now, dove now? Uh, I'm a lot better. Oh, okay. Just I'm a lot better. He, notice he didn't answer if he. Hits I know something. he didn't say yes or no. Yeah. He just I haven't said I'm shot better. since then. He I, executes. He executes a good shot. 
Doesn't mean he hits. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that he hits it. I'm always six six feet behind the bird. Gotcha. I'm always six feet. Sounds like me. I I, yeah. Yeah. But but, you know you know I I think that's why we're trying to do these podcasts is we're we're not we're not telling you this is the only way to do anything. Right. We're just trying to sit down and and have a a BS session to to open everybody's mind process to say, whoa, I didn't think of that. If if everybody just walks away from one or two little things that we all share in our discussions, Mm -hmm. you know, this is going to be very successful for everybody. So is this like a rap session? Is that what it's a rap session? You know what I mean? It's an off-grid rap session. Yeah, it's like a campfire just sitting around talking. Yeah, it it really is actually. Yeah, and you know, and when when we start talking about gear at the beginning of this um, podcast, we had talked about just gear and like how to begin with it. Well, once you get from your beginner into your next step, there. That's when I think you just start getting all gadget and geeky. Yes, it's very easy to get gadgety. You know? yeah, yeah. So you have a beginner, intermediate, right? Yeah. And yes. then advanced. Is that how oh, you. Would... There's probably there's more so steps. There's so many more in steps in there. Yeah. But yeah, I would say you have your beginner novice area where you don't know anything. And right. now you know just enough to be dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Especially with, with the Cabela's card. Because right. you know, oh, oh I get points, so I can go buy I more stuff. Buy more. I get double points at the store. I'm I'm going to earn a tracker boat this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you walk into the Cabela store and you want to start buying gear, and let's talk about just camouflage, for example. You go in there and it's like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff. Yeah, there's so many things. You know, whichever store you're in, you go in and look, and you say, oh my goodness, you know. Why do I want? Well, let's look at Realtree. Look at all the different patterns Realtree oh, yeah. has. You know, which one do I? Which one do I use? Yeah, I mean, which honestly, like podcast wise, you're not, if you're not watching the video, um, I have Ed John and he has Timber on right now, and I mean, obviously they have different purposes and, and different and usages, right? And and, and uh, I can't yeah. remember them all. I'm going to yeah. tell you, if you're like us, and most of you are, is you've got uh, we got snow camel. Why? Right. When it snows, we want to look, we want to blend in. You know what I mean? If we're hunting, if we're hunting, you know, marsh, we want to blend into the marsh. If we're, if we're standing in timber, we want to blend into the timber. I, I think we all, anybody beginning or, or not, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you're going to have a closet full of different patterns. Uh, several closets. So, oh, yeah. sorry. And trunks, closets, and, and trunks, and, and tubs, and, and, and that's not, and that's just the clothing, and, you know. And then you have to decide, okay, well, I need it for warm weather, or that's I need it for cold weather, or you know, and then I need to worry about, do I need it a heated a vest? Because Ralph loves his heated vest. Oh my gosh, oh, that's <laughs> the greatest thing since two ply toilet paper. <laughs> I tell you what, that's I heated, told you, that heated I told vest you, Pete. is a game changer, man. You know, but here's the other thing: when I, you know, Did when you I order one since the last time you were here, I was wearing it yesterday. Yes. Did you really? Uh, yes. really did. Okay, there you go. That's that gear gadget thing that we were just yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah, but I'm going like, to tell you right now. I ordered it before I left here. I remember it was home that. I got if you are going to hunt anything in colder weather, as we get older, that heated vest is... <laughs> oh, it, my it, it's, it's, That's why you said last night, what, what you said, you're like, yeah, I was actually comfortable. It's like the Geico exactly of insurance. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You're just, you're like, oh. He's like, I didn't tell Andrew I had it on low, but I was just sitting as toasty as I just could so be. You know, I didn't even have mine on <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Nice. And, and you were in a blind, I wasn't. Yeah, but it was 20 degrees. I'm from South Carolina. Beautiful. Man. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. Here's the other thing. And again. <laughs> First time I ever hunted in snow. Here, here's great. something for a lot of people who are, you know, don't, you know, really maybe on a budget, like I was starting out, you know, and still am, because my wife puts me on it. Well, yeah. Um, you don't have to go get all the, you know, you know, 
all of the different patterns and all the different insulated, non-insulated, what you can do, and that is go buy some lightweight T-shirts in the different patterns. Mm-hmm. Get them, get them extra large or two X. Have your have your warm insulated clothes and throw that light cotton weight, polyester, whatever, over top of it. Over top of it. Yep. It's just a I've T-shirt. Done that many times. But right. but you, you know what I mean? Or it's a light shirt. Yeah. But the thing is, is that that you, now you can have an array of different patterns to blend into your situations mm-hmm. with your good, you know, your good other of one set pattern Lay- or whatever. Layers underneath. are key, especially when you start talk, layers. talking about layers, 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 layers. You know, layers, I mean, layers. I know, like you say, like in South Carolina, you've told us before in a podcast that you have summer, Christmas, summer. That's it. That's it. Those are your seasons. So you don't like, you don't worry too much about having to worry about layers upon layers and you know your base layers and then another layer and then another layer and then you put your outer layer on because it's gonna rain or snow. Well it's right. probably gonna snow if it's that cold. You know, but layers are the key to it. Layers. So like it you're is. saying, Ralph, you know, go ahead and get some good. Your, that layers, last layer could be that thin. last layer can be a thin one on the top for the camouflage for the pattern that That's you need right. in that area. So buy a snow camel t shirt, <laughs> buy you know, Buy a timber T-shirt, buy buy you know an edge T-shirt, whatever. Buy a you know a a, a max one, max four, whatever, whatever. Right. But have those, mm-hmm. and they T-shirts take up no room. None. You can yeah, if you're weight. going on so a you trip, can bigger, you, you can have bigger tubs because you don't need as many T-shirts. You can have bigger tubs. You don't need as many tubs because you only have T-shirts. No, I have all my insulated clothes. Oh. Those take up a lot of room. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know but then I, yeah. but no, but you know what I mean? Then you could throw a t shirt over and you could match in any terrain That's right. without having a lot of big and bulk. That's you, right. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It is. As I know, like a home when during turkey season, the, the ground cover is brown, but I'm leaning up against a green bush. Right. And we, so, there's a podcast in itself. So I have to go camo. buy camo. I have to become buy camo yep. with two different color patterns on. And it really confuses the turkeys. It's like, what's going on? I'm going to tell you something, Pete. He's wearing advantage pants and a Max One shirt. It confuses all animals. And we years ago, we did a thing and we filmed, we filmed us wearing all the same patterns. And then we filmed us with Breaking it up. pants, yeah. one pattern, tops, tops on another. Mm-hmm. And what you saw, especially when we went in and we toned the colors down mm-hmm. on your TV, on your right. monitor, right? You would see how you break up that human silhouette even more so yeah. in two different two different pattern formations. Absolutely, on yeah. one individual, it does, it does. because it, it, it really it, there really is something to that. There is, there is, and and there again too. If you're a new hunter and you're looking to go <laughs> pheasant hunting, you don't need camo. No. no. You know, just the old duck. Do you remember the old duck hunting coats? The yes, old sir. Canvas black, or yep. brown. The, like the 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 Carhartt, you know, yeah, the brownie and brown, all them. Yeah, you know, like that. yeah. <laughs> you know, but again, again Not for pheasants. <laughs> Sorry. Heavy <laughs> duty canvas is that better? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Again, sorry. and we always try to emphasize this is you know. Check, check check your regulations. Yes, because some states require more blaze orange than others. Yeah. Even in the field, pheasant hunting or whatever, just make sure you know yes. exactly what it is, it and, is, and and follow that. And to make it more confusing, I read recently that, and I don't want, I don't want to say the state because it'll be wrong, but now they're allowing that new neon green to be the chartreuse. Yeah, it's called safety yellow. Yep. But Actually, some states are doing um, pink yeah, or purple, pink. right? Yes. Yeah, pink. <clears throat> yes. So know your regulations because yes. you you know if you don't have orange, that specific state may allow your safety yellow shirt that you wear on the job to be 
You know, I just like Blaze Orange. I like Blaze Orange too. I don't like. It's not confusing when you go you go out there and you know you just see Blaze Orange. It's good. Well, the reason they're allowing the yellow is some studies are saying that people that are truly colorblind can can still see the yellow, but they can't see the orange. The orange is a gray, but the yellow is a bright white to them. It's a bright white to them. See, I learned something new on the podcast. That's why. That's why more workers are using the safety yellow because it's more visible to people who are truly colorblind. That's what I've read. I have no way of verifying that. So I'm sure some optometrist is going to email us and say, yeah, I'm wrong. So here we go. Our rap session. We are way <laughs> off the <laughs> we topic. Way, way off subject. Back to gear. Let's way get off back subject. to gear. Back to gear. Okay. Um, some of the gadgets that, that people... As you progress up the hunting ladder, meaning with more experience and you want more stuff, as we were saying before we went live here, is that I can remember dragging deer out for years, dragging, grabbing them by the antlers or the back foot um, and start dragging and dragging and dragging. And I said, I've got to find a better way to get these animals out of here. So I bought me a game cart, a two-wheeled game cart, and I thought I had just hit the mother load. I could not believe how much easier it was. I was like, I can't, it's not worth $100. I'll just keep dragging it. It's the best $100 I ever spent was getting that well, game card. honestly, Pete, too, you know, you can go right now, go to, go to a big chain store and buy kids plastic sleds. Now, they're going to break eventually. If you have but, snow or smooth ground, you know. But, yeah. you know, it will allow you to pull out the animal easier. And, again, these are just little things that through Sled the years we've, ex- you know, we, we've learned. Yeah, and you know, at, at a young age, throw them on your back. You drag. You're you're tough. You're rough and tough. As you get older, you're like, yeah, screw that rough and tough. Well, you know, <laughs> exactly. I want right. to figure out the best way That's to do it without exactly. killing myself. Yeah. This past yeah. spring, um, we were up in Saskatchewan hunting with um, Jeff Jerome. Yep, yep, with Jeff. And I shot a big black bear, big black bear, and he ran off into the swamp like stuff. And he had he had an Argo. Yep. But he couldn't get to where I was at because there's too many trees. And he had a chainsaw, but he couldn't. There was we would right, add a couple right. of weight because it was just really thick and a whole bunch of little trees everywhere. We just put it. We we rolled him onto a tarp, mm-hmm. and we were able just to drag him out on a tarp. Wow. Isn't that insane? The tarp didn't get caught up and rip on things. Oh, it rips. It, 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 but the it, thing but, is, but we it got it from point A to point B. Weight. When when you're yeah. talking, what he on the scale? What was he? Uh, Three sixty. That's you know, a big bear. It's a big black bear. Yeah. And you can't, a bears are hard to you drag. You got nothing to grab onto. You have nothing to drag on. Yeah, nothing. So, I mean, we we grabbed the tarp out and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, just, just you guys. The, the sled is great. The, the game sled is cart, great. Yeah. if you can't. Um, um, and if you're. If and you're, I'm going to tell you, binos. You know, if you, a, a lot of your hunting, even if it's tree stand hunting, you know, tr- try to get a, the best set of optics you can afford. Be, because you know if you're gonna really pursue this more mm-hmm. being able to see game before they see you is a major plus yes and now do also, not do not use your scope on your rifle as a binocular because you may be seeing people and you don't want to point your gun at something you and don't that's where that shoot. course comes in yes. you know they will teach yeah. you about that it's so that frustrating when i have new hunters and this i don't have binoculars i just use my scope well what if i'm walking out there or somebody right. else is walking you don't want to be pointing your gun at them so that's a good safety thing i want to bring up is use your binoculars yep and and the other thing too is you know a lot of people you know one of the things that i, I truly believe helped everybody everybody become more successful and that's a rangefinder. Oh my god. A rangefinder just allows us. Yeah. Here's what it does. You still shoot and miss. 
but you know the yardage that you shot and missed at. Yeah, right. and, you, you, and that's true for gun so, or bow <laughs> hunting. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back with more Ralph and Vicky's Off Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. This segment of the Off Grid Podcast is brought to you by Traditions. Traditions has the most extensive line of muzzleloaders in the industry. From brake action to bolt action to classic guns and even muzzleloading pistols, there is truly something for everyone. Additionally, Traditions muzzleloaders are available at all different price ranges. So there is a gun for every budget. Traditions muzzleloaders, moving forward with performance, value, and quality. Welcome back to Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Now, let's get back into this week's show. And a lot of them, you know, are, are, are making them with four power, yes. very clear lens. Yep. So you can use that alone. Yep. Instead of, if you can't afford both, both items, yep. get yourself a very, you know, get as whatever you could afford in, in you know, mm-hmm. in your budget, a good rangefinder that has maybe a four power monocular in it right. where you can turn around and now you can use that in viewing and also ranging at yes. the same time. Yes. Huge it's benefit. Huge, huge benefit. I was telling uh, uh, Andrew yesterday when, when we were hunting, we were guessing yardages out there. And I was telling him that there are... So you guys are talking in the blind. No, at least it's loud. At least it's loud. Yeah, at least loud. Yeah, yeah. No, we were texting to each other. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, like, you don't talk to your cameraman ever? Very seldom. Yeah. Well, he, he's not a very personal person when you're well, out I've with seen him. That. I'm letting you know. <clears throat> I've yeah, seen this that. is actually more talking. Then but, he goes out hunting and doesn't say a word. But it's a, it's amazing how different terrain can throw off your distance oh, judging. Buddy. I mean, open terrain, you'll always be off. Oh my gosh! I, I was on some property with my daughter recently, and this deer walked out, and I said that, and I said, "Well, there's one," and she said, "That's too far." And I said, "How far do you think it is?" She's like, "Oh, I don't know, Daddy." I said, so I'm, "I'm looking at it." And I said, "I'm gonna say that deer's." 357 yards. Blew up my range finder, 217. I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed that. So, honey, don't listen to dad. Don't. That's what I told her. I said, I cannot believe that deer's only 217. And I just guessed that my range finder has to be broken. Because on another piece of property where I know where the deer cross at 200 yards regularly, I think I know what they look like. But you, to your point, this was wide open yeah. pasture. And also completely the, distorts, <laughs> completely the distorts. size of the animal. That's yes. what I was, I was just going to say, because there's a lot of times, you know, if it's a bigger whitetail, like you're hunting here in Illinois compared to what you have down there in South Carolina. I'm much bigger here. Right. So, <laughs> you know, your, your yardage, if you see a deer out there, you're going to think he's closer and he may not be. It's That's just because exactly his body right. is so much bigger. Yeah. Now, add an elk or a, car- yeah. or a moose. moose. An uphill, downhill, oh, cross yeah. canyons. There's so, all many so many and, variables. And I mean, you know, we can go into, and we'll, someday we will go into details yeah. with range finders and, and, and the proper ways of using them. Yeah. But, but at the end of all this is trying to get started in it, get the right gear yeah. is, uh, you know, I'm going to, I want to go back and say, listen, go to somebody that you know, does it. Yeah. And they're probably going to have a pile of hand me down stuff that at least you can do it, get started <laughs> right. and see what you like and you dislike. Right. And then you could make your judgment, your personal judgment calls accordingly. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, so and what you can afford, but I think it's a good point though. I want to emphasize is that, if you say if if Ralph and Vicky and Pete are going to say these are some must haves, yep, 
You know, binoculars and rangefinder, one of those, or oh. the rangefinder is probably a must-have, regardless right. of how you Just to be hunt. more successful. Unless you're wing shooting or something, right. of course. But, yeah, it just it, it takes all that guesswork out so that you make ethical shots. Yes. You know, because, yeah. again, if I'm shooting at a deer that I thought was 375 mm-hmm. and it's 217, I missed it by 10 feet. Yep. Easily. And, and I think something else is not, per se, as much gadget, all right, mm-hmm. but... but Know the anatomy of the animal you're shooting. Yes. Know it. Know it. Know it. Look, we research it. We did. But, but again, that's yeah. you, because look. You can't overemphasize that, though. No. And have this in your mindset. You are a human being. We are not a machine. We are not going to make a perfect shot every time. Yes. We're going to shoot and miss. And if we can get new hunters to understand that right off the get-go, mm-hmm. you're going to be happier for a longer time. Yeah, you are. Yes, because you, are. Yeah. you will mentally put yourself in a, a, a frame that you hate it because you made a bad ha- And I'm not saying we, we all yes. regret. Even, even after 40 years of hunting, we still make bad shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we, and we all regret it. Yes. But you do the best that you can to recover that animal. And you learn from it and try to do better. And learn time. from it. That's right. So, so I, I guess, you know, part of the gear aspect in the beginning, to me, is the right attitude, the right mindset. You, you, you know what I mean? That's a very good point. And here's the other. If you're going to hunt from an elevated platform, ladder, tree stand, whatever, a piece of gear that there is no way in hell we want you not to have. Harness. Yeah, safety harness. Safety harness. Yep. With a lifeline. Yep. Be connected yes. from the ground yes. up. Yes. Uh, I mean, you, that, that to me has that to be would be a must that, have that also. Be a must have, have must on have. the gear list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and you know, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but this has no. kind of evolved out of this podcast is is uh, some of the must haves yes. that you need is a good attitude, range finder, safety harness, equipment that fits you, gun, bow, whatever. Fits you. Yes. Uh, that um, you're, you're comfortable with, you're, you have confidence with because right. you've shot it. Right. You know where what it's doing. And something else. Safety course. <clears throat> A hunter safety right. course, and something else I would I would add to that is is uh, which seems like a no brainer, but there again we're going basics is because uh, I'm surprised at how many seasoned hunters ask on social media, is this legal? Is this legal? Is that legal? Uh, know your rules and regulations. Right. Yeah. For the for the area and the and the animal. Here's an example. My son, and I'm going to tell on him here. Uh oh. Um, he was like, Dad, I went squirrel hunting the day and I shot a rabbit. I was like, Alex. Rabbits aren't in season. Are you serious? I thought it was the same. I said, no, they're not. All right. The, the, they're in season now. Right. But when he, it was actually the day before Thanksgiving, and they open up on Thanksgiving in South Carolina. I said, all right, son. He's 22 years old. He made a mistake. Right. So I said, I'm going to quiz you. He's coming over the next day. I said, I'm going to quiz you tomorrow on the rules and regs. You read those rules and regs right now. You download them, you go to the store and get the free copy, you know your rules and regs before you come over here tomorrow because there's no excuse in that. You've been to the hunter right. safety course. You've been hunting with me for most of your life. No excuse in that. He got excited. Yep. Yep. He made a bad decision. Okay. Yeah, I just told on him on a nationally publicized broad, uh, podcast, and hopefully the game warden will take pity on him. <laughs> but having said that is there's no excuse for not knowing the rules and regulations. Well, and like you just said, though, too, is that you say you go up and you get in a tree stand and it's your first season out there and, and you're hunting deer. 
and a raccoon comes by. Is it in season? You know, like you do you saying, have a fur bearing tag? Do you yeah, need a fur bearing tag? Do you need for it? Exactly. You know, there's a lot of different things that need extra tags. And here's the thing, and you can't blame the game wardens for this at all. Right. The game warden, if he if he knows you did it, or he's gonna write you a ticket. Right. Yeah. That's his job. Because that's what they're there for. Yeah. They're yeah. there to protect the wildlife and make sure everybody's trying to do it fair. Mistake Be- or not. Right. So so they're not gonna say, well, you know. I'm not going. I'm just going to give you a warning because you didn't read the regs. That's exactly right. It's your fault. It is your fault. It's your fault. It so, is. so uh, you know, it I is. mean, you, you're again, you're spot on, and, and that's this. It just it all boils down to just don't think when we talk about beginning gear or getting gear. Gear is specific to just the gear that's going to make you more successful. Right? Is that gear list is is a massive list of things, just attributes that you want to pay attention to, that you want to learn with, and that you want you want to you want to have a checklist. Right. You do. You know, I, you I do. mean that that's pretty much what it is. And yes. you know, state of Illinois, your bow has to be inoperable as you're walk you know, after after, after the half hour after hours. sunset. Or inoperable. You gotta cut the string on it? In, inoperable. No. A lot some some game wardens would look at a, a, a lock, a cable tie. You know what I mean? Or it needs to be encased. It cannot be drawn. You can tie, if you have a release where you can actually, like, with Velcro or a buckle, <clears throat> put that around the strings and the cables. If you, have a, if you have a question, just like Vicky just brought up, call your local game warden. Ask them. Yep. And ask them, say, listen, I understand this is the law. Is If I put my release on and it's got Velcro over a clasp, is that still considered legal as I as I come out after the half hour after sunset? Or what if you have a bow sling around your around your cable guards? Ask them. Is that ask considered them be, be, Because perception can be taken in, in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. But when you when you call that that local authority and you find out exactly what they say, then you know how you have to do it. Right. Don't assume you know it. Mm-hmm. Because you may the what what you may be assuming how you is assume it, yeah. And what's legal way. in one state is not legal in another. Right. You got it. I mean, and, you know, and honestly, a great podcast that we should have is we should have our local Let's Steve. get the game warden here. We're doing it. Let, let's get We're Steve doing Beltran, our yep. local game warden. Let's, let's get, get him in here and, and just, ask him questions. just ask him questions. General questions that can help everyone throughout the United States, yeah. not yeah, exactly. Illinois specific. Yeah, like what does the game warden want? They right. expect when they walk up on a hunter in the you woods. Know, he, want, he wants transparency. Yeah. Steve wants they all, they they all do. do. Yeah. Man, yeah. just be open and, fr- and, and up front with Tell them. The and say, hey, listen. Yeah, Tell yeah, me the truth. But, but, but like you said, that's another another time. Uh, yeah. We and that's that what, guy, folks, that's what we're trying to do here. All we're trying to do is we're just trying to have open conversations. As you're driving, as you're sitting at home, you know, listening to this, maybe even watching it. Right. We, we just... Man, we want to come to you and, and, and bring up things. And if you have suggestions or ideas, you want us to discuss something, yep. don't be ashamed. Let us know. Email, Email us. Email us. us. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? Call, call Reach call out us. on social media. Yep. Yes. Make a comment. Let us know. Yeah. You can email us uh, um, on our website that yep. we'll have coming up here. It'll be uh, um, on the end of the end of the show there. Yep. Um, that or email us. Reach out to us through social media uh, and let us know, hey, I'd love to have a podcast on this or give us suggestions. Yeah, we're here for you. That's right. That's right. Because we want you to enjoy it. We also want you to learn something from it. Yep. Um, 
So in wrapping it and wrapping that up, some, some more than most has attitude, know your rules and regs, uh, range finders, good clothing, equipment uh, that fits, equipment that fits, uh, and practice, 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 find a place, to practice. find a place to practice. If you and you can get a, an inexpensive archery target, you can make one. Mm-hmm. I've made them for years out of feed sacks and old clothes. That's how I've made my my archery targets for years. I go just go to Goodwill and I get the clothes that they're that they can't use. They're throwing away. You can buy them by the pound. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. You can buy them by the pound. So I get, I just get all the denim <coughs> that I can get them for. I think it's two dollars for ten pounds. So I pay two dollars for all the denim. Shove them in a feed sack. Sew it up. I got a great archery target. In other years. words, at the end of all this is don't be afraid to, to do things on your own. That's right. Right. But but please, if you're gonna start out. Go to someone that knows what they're doing. Get their input and understand that you're getting one person's input. Yeah. That there's multiple ways of doing That's right. anything. That's right. And as long as you, you do it that way, you know what? You're going to be more successful. That's right. Go with other people. Read books. Watch videos. Learn as much as you can. But uh, spend as much time outdoors as possible. Spend cool. as much time. You're going to learn as much as you can by being out there. Okay? Yeah. Yes, sir. Anything else? No, we're good. All right. All right, so that'll wrap up this uh, podcast of Off Grid with Ralph and Vicky. I'm your host, Pete Rogers. And if you haven't subscribed to us, please do. And like we said a minute ago, reach out to us with some comments, suggestions, or anything else that you have. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you come back again for more Ralph and Vicky's Off Grid podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. <laughs>